0: What are the Redneck Country Podcast? You're on with real Redneck Tom Millard Of course, we've got the Almost Guy, Real Redneck Bill. Tom, Bill, are you there? I am here. And don't say a it. Do not. No. No. Nope, nope, it
1: is a beautiful night for a podcast. Other than the fact that the weather is terrible, well, then it it's is always a beautiful <laughs> oh, night for a it's podcast. It
0: is. It's because you get to talk to me.
1: You yeah, that's that's what <laughs> makes the night worthwhile, Todd. I'm glad I woke up this morning with the thought that tonight is podcast night and I get to talk to Todd Millard.
0: You get Todd time. Yep.
1: Yep. You're i all week for this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't I sense any sarcasm in your voice at all. I am then so you're appreciative. You're not listening hard
1: enough. Oh, that was sarcastic. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. <Okay. laughs> hey, so before we get into this, I'm going to ask you this. Are you going to introduce your dad? Are you just going to let him sit there for half an hour? How do you even know if he's here? Oh,
0: no. How how do you know? How do you know it's just not me? Because I am the ready guy. I've been sitting down here in the studio ready to rock for the last, I don't even know how many minutes. Because if that's the case, your dad is the ever ready guy. (laughs) He's always ready. Those are a cheaper battery. (laughs) 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 They they may come out strong, but they're going to peter out real fast. Yeah. sitting beside me as always this is paycheck redneck country my father real redneck domilar dad is your mic
2: hot my mic is hot it was a great walkover but it wasn't a good night for a walkover because we had one heck of a storm today all day and will be take clear credit yeah. and blame for that You're right
0: yeah. puskatani phil slash wart willie you darn near cursed us yeah i yeah. blame you bill all this spring talk got my car ready, all set to go out and try to race some joggers down the main drag. And
2: that reminds me, thank you for the videos and pictures of your build, Bill. Again, come, come oh yeah, it's like awesome. is that
0: all you guys do? Well, yeah, we're okay. car guys. We're car guys. Yeah.
1: I was sending pictures of your dad this week and noticed I kept you off the list.
0: Yeah. So. Just, there's yeah, a Hot Wheels, no. a Hot Wheels sticker on the in the mail for you, buddy. And now you've come to the realization why I've kept you off the list. Yeah, exactly.
1: yeah. I had a, a great success this weekend doing the uh, brakes and the shocks and the rear end. I got all that finished up and emergency brake cables, ex- uh, accelerator cable, clutch cable.
0: You know what? I think I figured it, it out. Work. I know why. I know why older dudes navigate to the car culture lifestyle. That, because you can't tell if they're talking about their last doctor visit or if they're talking about their hot rod I just had to do the rear end and fix up the brakes and was almost ready I mean it was it was tough we were limping in there
2: yeah. with me at C <laughs>
1: I'm <laughs> uh, gonna leave him out of the loop until I I finally get it done. done. I,
2: I appreciate that. I really do because I can comment back to you, enjoy it, and then there's not sixteen negative comments that keep lighting up my we phone. To, so. We had to flush out the fuel system.
0: <laughs> drain yeah. the radiator, get rid of all that yellow fluid we'd have a difficult time with the radiator in that old Beetle, I can tell you that for sure. See? See, I don't know what you're talking about. Are you having plumbing problems, buddy, or is your car hurting? Yeah. <laughs>
1: so anyways, that's the, uh, the Volkswagen update in a nutshell. I appreciate you listening, Todd, as always.
0: You know what? I love it, because now I'm in a good mood. See? That's what it was. I was a little irritated coming into this thing, and then I get to throw that down, and now all of a sudden, look at that. My demeanor has changed. I'm good. I'm signing off for the night. Y'all have a good time let me know when to hit stop that's good yeah <laughs> hey it was speaking of stop i did see
1: some uh some goalie pads and i think the, the wall. this 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 sieve that's going to be for soon. <laughs> have you actually put all that stuff on in cold weather uh, on ice or are you just in your living room <laughs> with all this
2: tomorrow night tomorrow night bells is debut oh.
0: thank you thank you dad see someone pays attention <laughs> Todd the wall Millard has been born Ladies and gentlemen It is time it's I can see my, stuff my of... brother-in-law who, who who plays against me is up in there. I could see over here he's
2: he's he's chuckling. <laughs> we will watch We'll watch light you up. We'll our Facebook and our messages for lack of participation to see how he did.
0: Yep. I I
1: guarantee you the the worse he does the less posts are going to be there so <laughs> all these
0: Then I'm going to I better posts. have a I better have a charge battery buddy because we are I was thinking of wearing my GoPro if guys wouldn't then try to smoke it off my helmet or in my chest (laughs) have you ever
1: skated in goalie skates?
0: You know, I used to play. How old was I dad? 10 years old. Oh, yeah, I don't know. One Before two. I went traveling and that, I played like my first year or two years, I played goalie. He maybe, actually
2: went to goalie
0: school. I did. The, down the street, the junior B and his dad played for New York Islanders and New York Rangers. Lived what, seven houses down the street. Yeah. And we they still were, live there.
2: He the dad still lives there. So
0: they were they were, they were probably 8 years older than me, maybe a bit more, maybe 10, maybe no, they were No, they were probably cuz if I was 9 or 10, then they'd have been 16 or 17 Because he was junior yeah, he, well, he, was a, he, he played in the juniors And he was a goalie So they had a goalie clinic school And I actually took the goalie clinic So that's why I keep telling everybody I've done this I've done this before
1: Yeah I'm sure not much, much has changed In 35 years So <laughs> Yeah. No <laughs> concussions I mean your body's Going to just be It's like muscle memory You I, know I, I made, guarantee It's like riding a bike I,
0: I made the post On on uh, my Facebook My Instagram There and Wendy's All what, what arena What time And I'm like Are you fixing to come <laughs> yeah. And what? She's like Nope Making sure my calendar's clear So I, so I can treat you <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I'm ready to rock I'm all I'm all pumped I got everything I, It's been a while Collecting the gear I, I think I've shared this My wife was like We're not spending That kind of money Like that stuff's not cheap but no. I've been slowly finding it and like I got some amazing pads for free I got the skates I got oh buddy I am ready to go we're ready to dance and I,
1: I, the one thing I did see and I and I clicked off because I was just you were telling about cleaning tips and, that, and I figured that was true Todd Millard right there that people were asking how you clean the pads and the blocker and you were given the, your cleaning tips so I figured if nothing else you can have public education on how to clean gold equipment. because I'm certain it's not going to how to stop pucks
0: <laughs> because it's just inherent for me and it's hard to explain you can't teach raw <laughs> talent right I, uh, why does I can, that blocker
1: have no <laughs> puck marks on it because i've never stopped the puck with it well,
0: and that's
2: exactly why i told him not to clean them his, his pads <laughs> yeah. when he got them secondhand were all puck marks so blocker everything was all puck marks and he spent hours cleaning all the puck marks off and i said you know what you might better leave them on. That looks like you're actually stopping something because your next 10 games, you won't have a mark on that. Because maybe because people can't hit the net. Well, yeah. Because well,
0: they're too shot. intimidated by the wall coming out of them. I tell you what.
1: Well all i am is looking for All i'll be looking for is the the post uh of how you did and you know uh, when the next call up is to the big big show cause
0: I, I tell you what did, did you see the jersey is it that yeah you did the chl mm. yeah i'm coming so and yeah. uh, then the next kicker really what it's all about is I, I guess i could tell you now me and jay have kind of been secret but it's the launch of a new podcast possibly here we'll see how the debut goes tomorrow night <laughs> don't don't <laughs> tell people things that aren't going to happen here. Yeah. yeah. My brother, Jay? Maybe. Yeah. Well, hey, I mean, you got to see we're all about this podcast is all about, you know, passing on hunting heritage and fishing mm-hmm. heritage through stories. Well, yep. why not through hockey? I mean, if, if I'm that good at hockey, they, how else do I get it out there? I'll not not to sound know cocky sure. or arrogant or anything,
1: but the one thing i know for sure is my brother can play hockey and i know that you can play out but i have no <laughs> confidence in your ability between the pipes i'm <laughs> just saying right now Now i need to find a to...
0: videographer if anybody's listening oh dang it this is gonna air too late i need to find somebody that will come and record it <laughs>
1: Yep. Yeah, i'm thinking that we can make a lot of money off what this is gonna, this is gonna yield I tips guess, and tricks
0: you. tips and tricks yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay well there you go really yes. up time tomorrow night it's stuff. awesome I'm pumped I, you know what my buddy reached out and I, and I told him hey I got the gear and he's like really and the guy that plays the two guys that play goalie but one's like really good he played in the OHL everything else and, and so he plays in that because he gets bored playing out but he's like hey you could you could take it Todd you got the gear now you can go in the net and I'll come out and I'm like no 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 <laughs> if he's playing out I don't want to play in that but yeah. he, he can't make it this week so they my buddy messaged me up. He's like, hey, and I made those signs. His name is DJ. So I had those signs, better than DJ goalie services. And I plastered them all over the arena. Is it coming soon? It called Todd the Wall Mallard for all your goalie needs. So I got a message on Sunday evening. Hey, do you know the number for that better than DJ goalie services? And I'm like, yes, it's my time. <laughs> He's like, yeah, <"Yo>, DJ <laughs> can't make it Tuesday night. It's on like donkey cock. So Yeah, I'm all pumped. So stay tuned. I'll let you know how that goes. Good. I'll be wondering. How did your
2: week go, Don? Awesome. Didn't do much. Didn't shoot. Weather was too bad, but we went to a hockey game, and uh, you know the usual. Still, still doing my walks and waiting for the nice weather to get here because I want to go out and and uh, put some uh, gun rests on my uh, deer, my deer stand, my closed-in deer stand that's up elevated. But every time we get a nice day, and I get ready to go, it can't go, and then the next day it turns bad again. So haven't got Yeah. To go, but... <laughs>
1: You know, yeah. that's that's it. I mean, with the weather we we've kinda of taken a step back from the gun club for the last oh, I don't know, six terrible. weeks, I'd say. It, it's, it's not even worse. we did go to the yet. gun club on uh, we did go to the gun club on the weekend though just to pay a membership and have a cup of coffee with the guys and and uh yeah, that was about it. But uh, we went Sun Sunday morning and there was nobody. <laughs> there was like two two cars in the parking lot and they were the people were Oh, the that were weather was horrible.
0: Suddenly yeah. you went to the gun club, you nut job.
1: Well, we weren't going to shoot. We didn't even bring our guns. Honestly, we went with the uh the ten- our, our membership dues are due April 1st and uh yeah, we just said, let's go and uh pair pair of membership fee see who's there and uh, nobody <laughs> just the people were working there it was the only ones there so had a yep. cup of coffee with uh, my buddy peter who's uh he runs it retired uh, air canada pilot and we talked about uh, you know his his working time and i got to know him a little bit better on the weekend and and it was fun we just had a good half an hour conversation and we Came home and I had a uh, a very lazy Sunday and it was awesome. So nothing <laughs> wrong with that. That's what you do when you get old. Right. No. Work on
0: cars all day Saturday, recuperate and all day Sunday. Get some goalie gear and
1: go
2: sip between pipes. But well, I've been yeah. looking forward to getting the tea bucket out as soon as the weather gets nice, but every time we get a nice day it turns cold again. But I did. You know, the magazine Canadian High Rods, I really like that uh magazine. And I talked to Patty this week and renewed my subscription, so good to go for Were another. you ever in that days.
1: magazine? Sorry? Were you ever in that magazine no. with your
2: car? No, I have not. Um I was in one of the newspapers that uh I can't remember the name of it now. One of the news newspapers I was in that or my car was in that. I made a couple of things, but I've never been in Canadian Hot Rod yet. But I've met him, he autographed a copy for me and and I met him in the St. Thomas Dragway at a at a show.
1: Yeah. Well it's uh, it's getting to that time of year, but I if we can get rid of this white stuff, I I stayed home work today. I called a, a snow day today and uh, had a doctor's appointment this morning and then I uh, came home and I worked from home, but there was no way with the amount of wind and blowing snow that I was even going to bother going up and down the 400 highway today. I oh, not it was, even gonna bother. Yeah,
2: it was terrible. So, Just terrible. I did no. my walks at the arena today. I couldn't do them outside. I mean, it, yeah. I could have and I walked over tonight, but uh, on oh, the whole way over, I'm going, oh, my gosh, you get a few nice days and it spoils you and I don't want winter to be back. I walked all winter, but no. I've had enough.
1: But, you know, it's it's turkey season soon. I was driving the other day and I saw um, three toms, uh, full strut, in a field, uh, five minutes from work, uh, down the four hundred, or off sixteen there in a little field, full strut uh, with a hen, and then we get this good minus thir- thirteen good. weather this morning. Yeah. Good, so it calms them right down. That's right.
0: Give them that, that cold shower. You guys just <laughs> take a chill pill till May rolls around for us.
1: Well, there's absolutely no need for that to happen now because you're right. It'll make for a tough turkey hunt coming up so.
0: oh, when it's nice early and it was fixing to be nice early so i'm kind of glad but yeah. now we're out of the woods so they'll go right back at it i don't know it, it it's not as early as it's been before it's been nicer earlier yeah. in the past years and it does like it's it's like they they get breeding ahead of time and then their seasons season seems short you've seen any uh activity oh, before this oh, yeah
2: flocks yeah. as many as 14 and 20 I gotta get Which out Which is weird
0: and, this time of year In the winter yeah. they'll flock up But this time yeah. of year That many I'm like man We gotta go get permission In that spot Yeah I gotta yeah, go do sure. some
2: rounds I've been waiting for some nice days And this hasn't been any so I'm no. gonna get some nice days And go out and, and get permission And say okay Where can you park And then maybe take a walk out And check things But that weather yeah, hasn't come yet
1: it's getting that time when we should be starting to ask questions and I, yeah. like I said to you last week that I bought my tags and I'm super excited to go but you know we gotta get there first we got another month I guess or less right now
2: yeah
0: yeah less yeah, yeah. last less. last. i don't even know yeah. when it opens i haven't even checked but end of april so yeah i don't know sometimes starting it's starting to
1: have all their their sales on decoys and i need a couple new calls this year i don't ever um, i use my same mouth calls year over year you don't eh no oh. yeah, i so thought oh, find
0: mine i'd knock the mold off them see if i can pull them apart and then i'm good to go yeah once <sighs> we'll or twice in your said. mouth they're soft back up you're ready to rock
1: yeah, that's why you sound like a dead cat when you use your,
0: your <laughs> mouth calls. Hey, the walls, so, the walls don't lie, buddy.
1: The walls don't the lie. The walls don't lie. It takes you outside. But I, I lost my striker last year after I shot my bird. I, I left it in the woods. You know, my my yearly donation just <laughs> <laughs> calls to the woods. That, so now I gotta go. And, yeah, I gotta go get a couple mouth calls and a new striker, and then I'll be
2: good to go for the season. So. nuts when you get home and oh no, I dropped it somewhere. Yes and little... no,
0: because it's like workout supplements, right? You start working out. You're working out for a while And then it starts to get stagnant And you get that new supplement And you're like Oh it's go time It's like turkey season now You go get that new call, And you're like It regenerates you You're like Oh now I'm ready to rock
1: Every year, I get the, the mouth calls brand new, and I always look try to look for something that's a little different or maybe a new call that's out there. You know, when I went to Florida that year, I got a couple, and I said, no, oh, actually, one in my bedside table that I haven't even taken out of the, the box yet. <laughs> we
0: don't want to know, Bill. That's kind of weird.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm keeping that so I know where to find it. But the, uh, the calls I like to get from down south, because uh, they're it's, different. not uh, you can buy It's at a, it's,
0: it's bedtime.
1: Yeah, that's it. Yeah, you call my wife a turkey?
0: Candace is down the hall and she... <laughs> <laughs> I
1: like, oh, Will Smith
0: on you. Come on. <laughs> well played. Just say
2: the word. I'll do it for you.
0: Keep my wife's name out your mouth. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, that's The worst awesome. part is that'll be a week old by
1: the time this comes in. I know, and
0: everybody's already tired of it. So uh, yeah. <laughs> <It's
1: laughs> Open my social media posts today and was nothing but that. I don't know I am like what God is my God.
0: brother-in-law was sending me meme after meme after meme uh, I'm like what is he sending whatever. me this doesn't make any sense and then I yeah. I fired and then I seen it and I'm like holy jeez can we just write this whole industry off these just, people just are so on. out of touch and yeah. it's
1: <laughs> put a pair of school old school morals
0: and values yeah, hey, right yeah. yeah. what not. they need to listen to the Redneck Country podcast absolutely if they, maybe so, they spent some more time maybe we should do that let's take a star hunting and introduce them to what the real world is like
1: that's it you know Running on ammunition Guns Falling apart And having, having a good time Just laughing at each other And, and, and making Making memories that's, And then telling it's all, stories bro.
0: about it Yeah Instead of eating so, their Vegan foo-foo On some yeah. Bougie island so,
1: What I did Notice too Was
0: A plethora A plethora Breaking out the big words Folks That means a whole bunch that, Just in case you're Just wondering. so you're aware Yeah That that means Plenty big yeah.
1: <laughs> of pictures uh, while I was eating dinner tonight about where we're going and I figured oh. you talked enough about your hockey
0: did that not uh, drive that you nuts I, and were... the whole time I'm thinking <laughs> I'm working out and I hear bling, 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 and I'm like what on earth I can't post that many like the square no. for our podcast that, that tiled title don't. is only so big I can only fit so many <laughs>
2: pictures in that thing don't and- be afraid of the number of pictures one is just a conglomerate of places and, and wetlands I found, and I will mention them. There's not a story for every picture. But I will <laughs> tell you. That's good,
0: State folks. Because we'd still be on the horn come next week when this one releases.
2: If, if time permits, Todd will be born tonight.
0: <laughs> well, the world is waiting. i uh,
1: in great anticipation for that. To, uh, tell you what, happen. these
0: podcasts are about to get a lot better real quick. <laughs>
2: So where where are we going tonight? You're going with me? Yeah. <laughs> well, I
0: think, yeah. Okay. I mean, he comes over with are. a scroll. And I mean, most people our age, Bill would have papers written or electronic. He's got a scroll. It should tell you his age. But he comes over with a scroll. He sent us 45 pictures. And then he says, oh. Oh, you going with me tonight? <laughs> <laughs> right. He doesn't want to sound cocky, <laughs> right? No. Right. No. But see, sometimes I, I, being grateful. real is just better.
2: I'm grateful for the privilege, and <laughs> and I enjoy letting Todd know what he missed. So either way, there you go. I'm gonna introduce a new name tonight, George Barrow uh, George okay. and I, we worked together and he joined Ron and I lots of times and, uh, and Chuck a few times and Fred a few times, but, uh, George and I did when Ron and I got on the wrong shift, we did a lot of hunting together. And so we did some scouting together. And the first picture that I sent you, it, uh, it's, it's George and I, and what we did was we were out looking for wet spots and fields and looking for ducks to land. And, and that was, going to be a, a duck hunting week. We wanted to start out on Monday morning, see what we could find. And we come across a, a concession where there was a row of farms and behind the barns and the farms, there was ducks flying. And every once in a while, we'd see a pair go down or five go down in different spots. And we figured, man, there must be some wet holes back in there but instead of just trying to park and go in we decided that this point we needed a laneway to get back in there because there was like a woods and a field and then looked like a swale and then another woods another field and it looked like we had a lot of ground to cover so we drove into this one farm that looked like it had a, a farm lane that went quite a ways back and we knocked on the door and said hey we're looking to hunt some ducks and and uh, maybe check out the woods back there. Do you mind if we park and go back? The farmer said, no, no, go ahead. So we went in, and when we drove in, oh, behind the barn, maybe 50 yards behind the barn, here was this nice big pond, and it was fenced off, and there was no ducks or anything in it, but we thought, okay, we'll mark that on the map. So we parked, and then we walked back in, and uh, we we come to a, a, oh, a deep, hole, like a huge pond and it was really deep sides. It was uh, steep sides way down into this pond. No ducks geese on it. Found a couple more wet holes, wet spots. We found like the dead trees that didn't grow, no ducks. So we thought well, okay. Holes or would you call them swales? Well, they were, they were the hole, no, wasn't a swale. I mean, it was be, fields surrounded it, and I mean, it was deep. I don't know if it was an old gravel pit, what it was, but it was deep. But it was all sandy edge. But uh, it was—I don't think you could shoot across it. That's how big it was, and uh, no, but nothing in it. So anyway, we decided that we'd uh, we'd check out the woods. So okay, we rabbits was open, grouse is open. So we walked through the woods, and we started uh, putting a few rabbits up, but nothing that we could get a shot at. It was pretty thick. And then all of a sudden, we started putting up the odd grouse or two. So we split up, and we we put some... Space between us, and one sometimes one guy would walk along the edge of a clearing while the other guy walked just inside it. And sometimes, it, maybe it was the edge of the wood. One guy walked along the edge of the woods while one guy walked along just inside it because they live in the edges. And uh, you'll see from the picture that we got two grouse each. Yeah, so, yeah. So we I got, was
1: trying to figure out you were going for for ducks, and the yeah. first picture was four
2: grouse. That's right. <laughs> yeah, we got uh, we got. We got four grouse that day, so we uh, we did some other scouting around and figured, you know, this is going to be a good spot for grouse and certainly an opportunity for ducks. So we'd gone back to work and we told Ron, I said, hey, Ron, on Saturday, you got to come with us. We'll save that place for Saturday. We'll go back in, park at the same farm. And if there's no ducks or anything flying, at least we can, uh, we can hunt some rabbits and grouse. It seems to be a, a good spot. Ron was up for it. So the second picture... I sent you we went in and walked past that or drove past that pond nothing in it so we parked us past the pond and uh, we went back in and sure enough there were some ducks on that big deep spot but there's no way we could get a shot at them they left without us ever getting close we we tried the three of us tried to surround it but we couldn't but we did go out into the woods they thought, okay well let's let's hit the woods well You'll see from the picture that we got one rabbit and one grouse in the woods. But I cannot for the life of me remember which one of us shot the rabbit and the grouse that day. And That's a big uh, rabbit. Yeah, it was a good size. It was a good size rabbit. And we got one rabbit, one grouse. And you can see Mitzi's in the picture. Ron's German my mariner. So anyway, we decided, okay, it's time to go. We we weren't skunked. So we're walking back down the laneway towards the car. And we, we get to... Uh, that pond that's fenced in. And here's five geese inside the fenced area standing on the bank of the pond. Okay, they had to have flown in after we'd gone in. They they were not tame geese, they were not farm geese. They must have had flown inside the fence when we were going in. And uh, there was corn up uh, close to one side of that pond. So we decided, Ron and I decided, okay, well let's let's see if we can come up on the corn and then run them, run out the pond, and try and get them as they take off into the air. Well, George, he decided he was gonna go around to the other side of the pond, and George had never sought a goose and you'll see in the picture that I think that picture he's got his uh, Browning Auto Loader the Auto back. 5 yeah the Auto 5 <laughs> so he went around to the and and that's what he hunted even in the gross picture you'll see he's got that Auto 5 that's what he hunted with I got my nice little 20 gauge double Ron's got his his over and under that he bought that he's really proud of but I got my little 20 gauge double and so George went around, worked his way through the corn and went around in the other side and got in a stand of trees on the other side of the pond. So Ron and I got to the edge of the corn and there's those five geese. And we said, are you ready? Let's go. And we ran at that fence. And when we got to the fence, those geese had started running towards the pond. They didn't fly immediately. They ran towards the pond, went down the bank of the, Bank of the water. When they hit the water, they were running on top of the water, flash, flapping their wings. They were using the water to take off. We got to the fence. We couldn't get any closer. And here they are coming up. And I brought up my 20 gauge, put it on the just like on the back of the head of one as it's climbing. Kawam fell in the water. We moved to a second one. Kawam it fell in the water. And I looked to run, and I we both said at the same time, "I got a pair." We both looked back at the pond and it was just two laying on the pond. We looked back at each other and went, oh, no, didn't we shoot the same two geese? And we had done, <laughs> we shot the same two geese. And of course, I'm saying, OK, well, that's the way to get them down. But Ron is a little bit more. Tempered than I am. And he was disappointed and angry that we shot the same two geese, he said, you know, because we could have maybe got four of them. But anyway, we watched them fly over the pond and now they're climbing over the trees. And we hear a couple of shots, kawam, kawam. And then a third shot, kawam. And we don't see any fall. Uh, where it's hard to tell if any were hit. We figured, okay, that's George over there shooting at the three that flew away. And so I watched them run. So I'm going over the fence and get them out. So I watched them fly away. They, they made a big swoop to the, to the north, and or the south, sorry, and they started flying straight south. And then as they got over the trees and then over a field, one just all of a sudden crumpled and fell. And I went, oh, he did hit one. I was going to
0: say, because I'm looking at the photo. Yeah, thought, and, yeah. see, That's why I don't like looking at these. It's a spoiler alert. I could
2: see three geese. So I knew how this story ended. But <laughs> well, anyway, so George made his way back around to us. Ron had the two geese. And so, OK, George, like, like, tell us about your story. Tell us. He says, oh, I thought I hit one. He says, but. He says, I've never shot a goose before, and they were climbing. And he says, I I missed them. And I said, well, not entirely. He says, what do you mean? I said, well, one's dead. Like, it's the other side of those trees and across that field. But I think you'll find it easy enough. It's laying in the field. And he got all excited. He says, really, really? I said, yeah, you brought one down. All you got to do is watch them for a while, like Ron and I learned that early. And so anyway, he, he went for the walk. I pointed him where to go and he come back with that geese goose and he was just beaming cause that was his very first goose. And that's a good picture there with the th- with Ron and George. I took the picture, the three geese, the rabbit, the grouse. And, I knew and you Mitzi. took the picture
0: too, cause their heads aren't cut off. <laughs> yeah everything (laughs) was all centered in that picture (laughs) but (laughs) i tell you that was
1: it's an interesting lesson to that you learn to watch them you know you shoot you shoot at them and i remember when i was first first hunting in layout boats on lake erie you know a flock of bluebills would come in or something like that and he'd you'd, you'd shoot and then one two three and ah, i missed and all of a sudden watch him he's going down and all and they'd be crash way out there his, his lungs would fill up with water or with uh with blood and then and that'd be it and, and, you
0: know uh, when you don't have to do that When do you not have to do that, Mr. Cocky and Arrogant? Not to sound cocky or arrogant, but if you just shoot him in the head. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to watch him much for for very long at all. Right. Right. You're on point tonight. You know that, Like a
2: a German war Mariner, baby. That's it. <laughs> but anyway. yeah
1: that's uh, that's good so
2: you yeah. got his first goose there he got his first goose yeah he was oh he was excited he was pretty happy now he did get a couple more after that but you gotta remember we didn't hunt geese back then we only had the ducks but if you came across them you certainly went after them but yeah. we didn't see the big flocks like you do today and we didn't set up for geese it, we were hunting big flocks of ducks in the fields not geese But we went after... They were real trophies back then to get a goose. It was incredible. So we enjoyed that.
1: still amazes me that you can go out and get a combo hunt like that too. Rabbits, grouse, ducks.
2: And, And the numbers are gross. Like... Uh, we got four that, that first hunt back in there. And the most I ever got in one day was three, but we certainly put up more because the guy I with would have got one or two. So we've come home with five or six gross. but the most I ever got personally in one day was three of a limit of five, but you put up a lot more than that. So you could go on a gross hunt. You could say, let's not hunt rabbits today. Let's hunt gross. And you could go on a grouse hunt. Of course, if you put up rabbits, you shot at them. But, you know, you could plan a grouse hunt rather than a rabbit hunt. And today, it's, it's hard to find them. It really is. <laughs> so, anyway, we did enjoy a lot of grouse hunting back then. And, and they were good eating. We enjoyed them. Grouse down south, down where we are. Yeah. Yeah, not north. Yeah. There's a lot up north, but not here where we are. There was more at one time.
1: Yeah, I mean, we got, we talked about this, we got through a bunch of the hunt camp too, but the numbers, the numbers aren't fantastic. Like when I go out uh, far north, there's lots. Mm-hmm. spruce grouse and then uh hungarian partridge they're, they're two different looks to them but uh, the the grouse that you have in those pictures is typically what we see up north as well and and uh, you can get on them and you get maybe two or three in a i don't know if you call them clutches or whatever you call them for uh, uh they're not flocks but in You're a group make me but, google this <laughs> yeah you can do that it's it's <laughs> put yourself to work there but um the uh the grouse hunting isn't the way the way it like we, we went out Todd we didn't see a single gross and the bush was perfect no nope. I only know should, one bush held.
0: yeah I only know one bush around here where there's gross we haven't hunted in a long time dad but we used to take turns one one gross per year and we put up a couple but we'd only shoot one and dad's turn and the next year would be my turn I think there was one year we did no it was I was holding the gross you were holding a rabbit <laughs> It, pictures behind me on the wall somewhere, but but yeah, we'd take turns, and uh, that's the only woods I've ever seen grouse in.
2: Now, before yep. Ty was born, I used to hunt that woods a lot and hunt grouse, specifically grouse, and put up a lot. I even hunted them in the snow when the snowbanks in there, and they used to fly into the snowbanks for cover during the storm. And I'd go in the morning and kick them out of the snowbank.
0: <laughs> FYI, before I Google this, I'm going on the record to say I'm gonna guess covey. Of oh, gross. That's
2: a cubby of quail. I don't know about gross. Well, we're about to find out. Stay tuned. <laughs> okay, we'll stay tuned. Anyway, I sent you a third picture, and that picture is Ron, Ron Underhill, myself, and Kevin Heyman. And we got, I believe fifteen ducks, and we're on my my parents' back porch, just a cement back porch. <laughs>
1: That looks like a great hunt there. That, that I mean, if you could shoot yeah. that many ducks from your parents' back porch, man, you did all right.
2: Yeah. And uh, why we went there for the and took the picture, I don't know, unless we cleaned them there and I gave my dad some. I don't remember. But anyway, they were there. Unless we met, we parked there and met there, I don't know. But either way, that's, that was my parents' back porch. But. Ron and I had found a swale, and this was a swale, and it was only about 100 yards off a back road. And we saw ducks going in there quite often, and so we decided we'd go in there and and hunt it one day. Well, we snuck up on it, and it was quite big, and and it was too deep to wade. So you had to either uh, scare them out and, and try and get a few when they went out, or you plan to hunt for the next day and went in there like later in the morning when they were coming back to rest, coming back to roost maybe in the evening. Okay, So, so
0: pause there and talk about that tips and tricks. Cause that's what you taught me a long time ago. Yeah. A lot of guys will hunt ponds, but yeah. they'll move in when they're already on the pond they'll scare them up and get the crack at them but they're not coming back because you just shot at them yeah they ducks little little dumber than geese not as prevalent so they may come back because they're dumber but geese you shoot at geese chances are they're not coming back to that pond at yeah. least not for a while
2: so yeah when we first found it we decided not we're not going to do that we're going to come back in the morning and if they're there we're just going to scare them out if they're not there we're just going to wait for them to come back in twos and threes because that's a tip that may not get passed around a lot
0: is that if you really want you find a pond right full of geese and we've done this i remember i don't know 15 years ago was the first pond hunt that you took me on maybe 20 yep. that that we found it was bill you could walk across this pond on geese and not That's touch the amazing. water oh, there was several hundred in there it was insane and it was pitch black The a guy at work told us about it. It's his parents' pond, yada, yada, yada. You guys go get it on a Saturday. We get there at like four in the morning. It's pitch black. We got to put decoys out. So we're early and we go walking up and I said, Oh, so what's the game plan? Dad says you scare them out in the dark. They think that it's like a coyote walking by or some danger, but they go out in the dark. Then when they go, they'll find another spot to, to, to lay down too dark for hunters to shoot. Then they'll go out and feed. And then they're going to come back because this is where they're living. You didn't yeah. change where they're living. You just scared them out for the interim. And then they're going to go feed, and then they're going to come back to where they're living, which that's where we are, and we're waiting for them. It's going to be around 10, 10.30 when they're done feeding in the fields, and they'll come back. Maybe earlier. And depends. the
1: sound, that when you kick those up, Oh, must
0: be my deaf. gosh. At 4 in the morning, 4.30 in the morning, we're walking <laughs> up pitch black. You can't see nothing. And we didn't and, know what
2: side to go in on and it it, set up on. It
0: was a big, long, L-shaped pond. We got close, and it just and up I mean it was deafening and I said oh that was a lot of geese (laughs) that's a lot so we go okay well we got to go around we thinking we got to get on the other side and set up over there because we want to shoot the field we walked across was much safer there was some implement buildings and a a house behind us so we want to shoot towards the field we just walked in so we got to get the other side so we walked around the other side and I'll be darned we come around the L shape we put another couple hundred out (laughs) and it was like oh my gosh so then we start putting decoys well as the pond went down into this little corner that's where the main bunch were and then they went out and oh my goodness we limited out that day we did
1: we did no doubt with that many birds you're pretty yeah or, or kicking around,
0: I tell yeah, you it what, it, it was it was insane. So we did. We set up decoys and then we we hunkered down and hid and just put some decoys in the water and then hit and then they came back in in fives, fives and That's tens. Perfect.
1: And you it, couldn't ask for a better better number than that. It
0: was awesome. It was and it worked right. So you you scare them out in the morning. They go they they stage up. They go feed and then they're coming back to where they're living. Versus if we'd have waited till ten o'clock or eleven o'clock when they were in there and jumped that pond, you'd have got. One crack at them, those shots would have scared the whole thousands that were in there and then they won't come back for if if they come back at all, it wouldn't be for a while.
2: Yeah, on that particular hunt we got our, it was an early season too so you were allowed 10, so we got our we got our 20 geese and then we packed up and got out of there. They were still coming and we were packing up. So that meant You don't want to educate that many birds, right? So we got several hunts in there that year. (laughs) Yeah, we did. and, And the same the next year just by simply scaring them out and going back in. And get them as they're coming back. And and it, and we took uh, Rick with us next year, remember? Yep. And so we had a really some really good hunts the next year, and we would limit out every time. And it was really good. I remember one day that, uh, well, we had a big a big uh, wall blind just sitting in, up on the bank in front of us, and we sat on a little ledge on the bank. Root system. Yeah, yeah, like trees and that behind us. This was us. one of
0: those accordion-style blinds, uh, but well, it's got to be six and a half feet tall.
2: We only put about five floaters out and four or five, standing geese on the bank. And this flock of geese came in circled, but they didn't come to the decoys. They, they headed to the corner and they were going to land in the corner. And I said to Todd, they're going to land in that corner. They're not coming to the decoys. They're going to land down there and draw everything there. And Todd got on the call and he went crazy. Like and they were <laughs> only about 10 feet off the, off the water wings set feet down. And then they all of a sudden put their feet up, made a turn. Now they're only about four feet off the water and they turned towards the call and they started to come along that edge. And then they saw the decoys and they came right along there four feet off the water and we're going to land right in our decoys right to us. And it was the first time that I'd ever seen a call work that good and keep them four feet off the water until they were right in front of us. Remember that?
0: Yeah. I didn't even have to tell that story. I didn't even have to send cock arrogant there. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I, I will say we hijacked the days of lead because this is steel. And yes, I'm, I'm okay. greatness this was is, born, but that was where this, we go. Right? And well, and that was the same sitting around a campfire, just telling stories This is where it works, especially when you're sitting with me, I'm going to take over anyway. So that was the same morning that we had one left for our limit we whack them in that corner where they were going to land that's where the, the there was there was an island out in the middle and yeah. the wind was kind of blowing there but it was really stagnant and you could see where the geese were really piling up because the water had that disgusting filth on the top of it like a film and that's like it because the, the wind had pushed all the crap that way and it wasn't that windy just a breeze and so that end of the pond was stagnant with like goose crap like it was disgusting and we shot the last goose lands and and pushes up against the island and we oh, sat there for what half an hour dad no. debating how we get that's our last goose that's our limit we can't say we got a limit if we leave that goose and there's no way we're leaving a dead goose no. so what are we we don't have a dog what are we gonna do well do we go see if so-and-so's got a boat at his place that let us hunt here maybe they got a boat is there something we can you want to know what ended up happening bill okay. <laughs> i ended up stripping down and swam i got naked and swam through that crap all the oh, way and we're no, talking it's you cold threw the short straw. It, like oh every time drew that there was no straw drawn i every time <laughs> bill that this something like this had to happen but it and, was
2: disgusting That many geese living in there for oh, that length of time oh my god i mean don't like
0: we're in october like it was insane Maybe late yeah. September. It was not warm. And I, I'm i going to tell you, I swam through it. I got that goose. I start pushing it back. And I'm swimming through this. And my foot touched something. I was just going
2: to tell that story. He screamed <laughs> like a girl. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, no. That's what's going g- on. <laughs> what's, what's happening? My foot touched something.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, dude. There was something. It moved. I mean, it was. I don't know if it was a snapping turtle, a giant fish. I don't know what it was. My foot touched something that was moving as I was coming through that crap and I ain't swam that fast in my life (laughs) and then I had to it was an hour and a half drive home that they had to deal with you smelling like I had goose. to deal with me with this film on my skin. I tell you, it's probably why I have such a good complexion now, though.
1: <laughs> and your wife didn't disown you at that point.
0: I, you know what? I don't even remember.
1: Yeah. Don't. <laughs> she probably rolled her eyes and said, "Yeah,
0: that's what I expected." <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was so, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> back
2: before Todd's born,
0: and yeah, back uh, to board. I'm sorry, folks. Yeah, we, I got we, in there
2: for a little bit. Yeah, we found that swale, so we go back the next morning, the three of us. And uh, we set up on the... the easiest side to get to the water, which is going to give us the, the best shots a whole across that swale because it's too deep to wade. And so we're waiting for the ducks to come in and sure enough, they start coming in in uh, threes, fours, fives. And so I had my Model 12, I believe. Ron had a... knot. No, I had my autoloader at that time. Ron had his over and under, I think, in that picture. And then Kevin had an auto loader, but I don't know what it was. But I, anyway, we stood up and Ron and I knocked down a few and Kevin didn't get any. So the next, next few come in and we stood up and shot and Kevin didn't get any. And, and he says, I I can't hit him. I can't hit him. And this was like one of his first hunts. And I'm not sure, um, how, if he hunted how many times before that or not. But anyway, I, I watched him. The next bunch come in, I watched him. And when he jumped up, he just put that gun up and went, pulled the trigger three times. Just bang, bang, bang. (laughs) <laughs> Ooh,
0: tip number two coming yeah, this yeah. one's a so, big one this is a really good one
2: I said to Ron okay here comes a pair watch Kevin okay Kevin go get them and that pair come in and he jumped up and went bang 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 well then Ron and I took our time and dropped them not to sound cocky or arrogant yeah, or anything they just took our time and we got one each so anyway I said to him Ron says oh my gosh Kevin you're flock shooting he's what do you mean I'm flock shooting like they're all in there together I just like I, I put my gun up I pointed, and I shoot I should no, no, Kevin. Slow down. What we're going to do is take the shells out of your gun. You're only going to have one shell. What do you mean one shell? How many have you got out of nine shells? None. Well, now you're going to get one with one shell. So we took the shells out of his gun. We gave him one. said, so now, make it count. You only got one shot. So take your time, pick out a bird, lead it properly, swing through it, and shoot that bird. So the next bunch that come in, Ron and I got up, and we're shooting Kevin shot his one shot and he was whooping. He got one. I said, okay, now you get two shells. <laughs> and so we give him two. The next bunch comes in and we earn see, a okay, shell. Yeah, it's, it's the earn a shell program. program. <laughs> yeah. So okay, we're not going to shoot because we're getting close to a limit. So you shoot. And of course, I said, well, I got two shots. Just remember, you got all the time in the world. Shoot the first one and shoot the second one the same way. Don't be in a hurry to get the second one. You got lots of time. So he got up, went through the duck, bam, got it. Moved to another one, bam, got it. I said, now do you see what I mean? He says, yeah. He says, the first one I got, those three were bunched right together. He says, I picked one out and the other two didn't fall exactly you're figuring you're going to get all three with that shot and you're just bang 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 throwing lead out there it doesn't work that way so i said okay you just graduated to three shells so ever since then <laughs> he he was a happy guy and that picture we came home you'll see we came home with 15 ducks that day
0: but that goes for even when you're hunting with guys because you'll have that feeling of i've got to shoot fast and first because they're gonna and if you do you wasted shells it's better to wait let guys jump up boom 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 and take your time and at least get one two maybe even three because you take your time you're gonna get geese or ducks.
1: Ten. Nine times out of ten, you're not going to get uh, caught off guard or handcuffed with them coming in. They're not going to catch you by surprise. You know, it, it,
0: yeah, you get no, time. It's, it, it's that feeling of, oh, my gosh, there's there's five and there's, there's five guys in the blinds or four guys in the blinds. I'm not going to get one. I got to jump up. No. You don't sure, got to sure. be the first to jump up. Get up. Take your time. Lead one. If it falls, move to another. Move through it yeah. slow
2: and pull the trigger. If the guns are going <laughs> off and it doesn't fall, then shoot it simple as that but,
0: but it's so much to get over that you know, because i know it there's anxiety there, thinking i want to i want to get a goose i want to get especially the first one i want to get a goose i got to beat these guys you're not going to beat anybody and if you do yeah. you're not going to hit one and if you do hit it you ain't going to know where you hit it because you just shot that's it that said to me hey, the first a time a bird. do you know where you're shooting do you know what you're you're shooting at? Do you know where you're aiming? Well, I threw up the gun. That's the thought process. Where did I miss? And if you don't know where you missed, you're flock shooting.
1: Yep, and that's that's everybody. I, I can guarantee you, everybody who is just getting into it gets that super excited. I did it, and for sure I did. I lake lake hunting, I tell those stories because I, that's most of my hunting experience for for ducks and geese up till and I met you guys and and went out my own, but um, we we lay out boat hunted a lot on Lake Erie. And when those birds are coming in low into the decoys and you don't think you have enough time, you get beat. (laughs) And if you have, you know, six or eight ducks come in, and you just pick the gun up and start shooting unless you pick a bird. And if you if six or eight come in and you get one, well, at least you got one as opposed to missing three and throwing lead out into, the, into, into the lake or steal into the lake at that time. But, you know, it, it's uh, it's a very, very good lesson for anybody that's just getting into it is pick a bird don't pick the flock pick the oh, bird
0: it's the biggest one it's yeah. big and guys ask Focus. you to go hunting and you're like i don't want to go hunting with them because what if i don't shoot any what if i don't do any good you, you, No, you just take your time don't jump up and think you got to blow through three shells you sit up take your time pull the trigger once other guys are shooting three times and they say hey did you get any i only pulled the trigger once and if you only missed one when you pulled the trigger once it's not as bad as i missed all three shots that's right. And if you take your time and you do that Chances are I pulled the trigger once And I got one yep. That's it
2: yep. Yep. For again, sure. Do the same thing again and again There's lots of times Even hunting geese I don't get my third shot off <laughs> you barely get out of the blind by yeah. the time we got our third yeah, shots yeah. off. And it doesn't bother me. If, if I if I got two geese with two shots, I'm happy because there are guys that hunt with us and they got two with three shots.
0: Because he's just happy to be able to get up out
2: there of the blind. Right. Yep. I was able to sit up this time. Yeah. Now I'll try mounting my gun. Now, a, a side note <laughs> no. to that hunt. <laughs> when we were when we were going in and walking around looking for a spot to get in there close to the water there was a kind of a a wooded uh not mature trees, but kind of a stand of trees around one side that we had to walk through or around. And we come to a spot along the edge of that pond that looked like that had all kinds of deer tracks there. It came across the field and, and all messed around that edge of the pond, all kinds of deer tracks in the mud, and they were deep. And I thought, man, there's a, that looks like a a big deer. And Ron said, it's home. It really does. And uh, we had a guy worked with us that didn't duck hunt, but he bow hunted. Well, back then, uh, Ron and I didn't bow hunt. And so we went back and, and told this guy, we thought there was a nice deer hanging around that pond maybe going there to water we didn't know because we never even deer hunted then we didn't start deer hunting until the black powder hunt came in and we did not bow hunt so i drew him a map and i said go in there and and see if you can see that deer in the morning maybe he's there or in the evening whatever so anyway next day at work he comes back and he says thanks for the tip guys i said oh did you see it no and and i when last week it reminded me of this because we were talking about this he said it was pig tracks <laughs> it was a huge pig's <laughs> cloven hoof, and we—it was going deep, and and they still got that that hook out and behind. The dew claw. Yeah, and uh we and it—I uh, uh, don't know—he, I don't know if it was a wild pig or not, but anyway, he said that was a pig in there, and he said it wasn't a deer, it was a pig. And I said, oh, okay, sorry about that. So we learned a lesson. So <laughs> Nothing I, wrong with bacon. I really There's nothing started, wrong at all. <laughs> yeah, but I never forgot that because. I'd never hunted deer at that time. Anyway, the fourth picture, and it's back at that same same swale. And that picture is uh, of one person. His name is John Frank, and it says John Frank from England. I don't know if it's it's in the picture or not. But when I was a kid, uh, John and Brenda Frank, they moved from England over here to Canada and, and settled here in St. Thomas, and they became friends with my parents, and uh, their daughter was born here, but before their son was born, they decided to move back to England. Well, years later, now, when I'm grown and, and out hunting with Ron and, and Kevin and everybody, uh, he came back by himself, stayed with my parents for a few weeks because he was trying to talk Brendan to come back to Canada and he was looking for a business to get into and, and a place to live. And he really wanted to move back to Canada. And so he. Maybe that's why we were there that day uh, showing him that that 15 ducks. But anyway, he says, I really would like to come. He says, uh, you can't hunt in England unless you own the property or you're invited on a piece of property and it's a rich man's sport because you pay to hunt. And he's even gross and everything is driven to you. So he said, I'd like to come along with you. And I said, okay, well, tomorrow morning we're going to go back to that swale. You come with us if you want. Ron and I are going back. Come with us. So we went back to that swale. And there was only probably maybe two or three ducks came into that swale. When we got there, we scared some out, but only two or three ducks came back in. We got a few. Well, then the ducks started to fly, but they didn't come back to rest in the swale. They came back to feed in the cornfield. So Ron says, okay, we got to do our sneaking on the cornfield. We got to do the crawling. We got to do the sneaking. And Mitzi, get behind us. So we spread out and started across the cornfield. And then when a flock came towards us to feed and started feeding across the field, that's when we would jump up and shoot them. And then that happened two or three times, and we ended up, uh, I don't know, I think there's seven in front of him. Anyway, we, we managed to pull down for the morning, we managed to pull down seven ducks. And you'll notice in those pictures that there's one or two blacks in those pictures as well. The blacks would fly in with the mallards. And uh, they were a lot more plentiful then than they are now. But anyway, he was amazed at at Mitzi. She hung back until the first shot was fired, and then she was out there like a shot, picking up ducks and, and chasing them down and, And uh, we had a good morning and he enjoyed it. So he says, okay, you got to take my picture. Give me a gun, take my picture, get the dog in here. And so he's got his arm around Mitzi. And I said, you want a picture? He said, yes, I'm sending this back to England. He says, I'm telling them that I'm enjoying duck hunting over here. (laughs) So so that's the picture we took. And that's the picture he sent back to England. And he was quite taken. Now they did not end up moving back. He he did come for six months or something, but then he went back to England. They never did decide, uh, end up coming back to live permanently. Couldn't but...
1: couldn't make it work, but yeah.
2: <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Man, my my parents stayed in touch with him for years until my parents finally passed. But they never did move back. So anyway, I sent you, let me see where we are with time. We're getting close. I sent yeah. you a series of pictures of wet spots, and I don't have a story for every one, but I wanted you to see all the particular flooded cornfields, wet spots that we used to find. Now, the farmer's... They tile their fields. They build up those spots. They, there's not near the wet spots like there used to be. And I sent you probably, what, six or eight pictures of wet spots. Yeah, there's that, a few of them here. Yeah, that we found. Now, there, there is one that uh, you'll see me standing in a cornfield. It's not a wet spot. It's a, it's a cut, a picked cornfield, and I'm holding ducks in each hand. And, yes. And there's, it's the only one, I think, that there's no water.
1: Well, Looks like you're wearing a tie. Oh, no, that's that's the one before that. Yeah.
2: Okay. <laughs> if, you, if you look at the front of me in that picture, you will see the mud up my legs and up my coat. Can you see that mud?
1: Yeah, absolutely. We,
2: we crawled through the cornfield and let the dogs feed, or the ducks, let the ducks feed to us. And as you're crawling through and they're feeding, Like up in the air and then down in front, you're just, you're crawling towards them the whole time they're feeding towards you. And then when you can see the green heads popping up and down in the corn, you just get your gun on your shoulder, like pull it up beside you on your shoulder and wait until they're right in front of you and then sit up. And then it's just, and up they go. And so you'll see all the mud on me from, from doing that crawl.
1: No decoys there. You're just, uh, just getting close and, and pulling the trigger and they're putting, putting oh, the, the beat one, in the right
2: spot. Okay. The one, that, yeah, exactly. Now, the one the one that you think I'm wearing a tie, I'm standing in, in a water hole, right? Yeah. That, that water hole was uh, one of the water holes that I told you the story last week. About uh, Ron walking, or like the hot water hole we found, I went back by myself, and then we we hunted another water hole that I found in the area. Ron, Ron walked over to that, and I said it was a whole series of ponds and water holes that had stumps in it. That was one of the water holes with the stumps in it. But it's kind of a blurry picture. But there is. But I'm with
0: you. It looks like he's wearing a tie. Yeah, yeah it does. <laughs> it's it's gonna, this. This the olden duck days is. <laughs> when,
1: when you went to the gun club <laughs> with a suit on and you had a tie, when, and you hunted like a gentleman back then. I guess, oh, right?
2: Yeah, I, I don't know. So go to the last, pic, go to the last picture that I sent you there. That uh, yeah, that one, that picture. Todd's looking at the last picture I sent you. It's uh, a lot of grass in the in the pond, and I'm in the middle there picking up ducks and i think it's mitzi's in, in the water or maybe not anyway um that is the pond that dried up on us in that dry year that when we couldn't find any wet spots that's the pond that dried up on us that we put the plastic down and made oh, that's it a the green, same one that's it and you'll see lake uh, Mill Hill. yeah and see but there was no water the year we put the plastic in there but see the bank behind me how it it's it, like a little dip and that yes, yeah there's a we just laid on that dip and put the plastic behind us and and put the decoys on the plastic and that duck came right over that little ledge there or that dip that's that's the pond that we made in the lake mill hill so anyway are we done we have run out of time here now and i'll start with todd being born next week if you still want me to go on
1: yeah, I think it's time to get some uh, you know, time to get some taught into some of these uh, yeah. stories, and no, I'd he's, like to hear about some he, of his first hunts. And- yeah,
2: he's not hunting yet, but I can get there real quick because I yeah, the fact that he was born next week is is the big thing.
0: Well, (laughs) I don't even know what to say you guys are just stealing all my thunder (laughs) I'm not stealing
2: things how can someone be cocky and arrogant when you're doing it for them see some of those pictures were 77 and my daughter was born in 76 yeah Yeah, who cares about that and Todd was born in 1978 well
0: we weren't saying ages on here they're almost 3
2: years (laughs) apart because my daughter was January Todd was December so they were almost 3 years apart but Todd wasn't like I'm still, my daughter was born in most of those last pictures, but Todd wasn't yet, but he's coming up. So anyway,
1: that's, it's well, good. I'm looking forward to hearing some of the, uh, the uh, newer hunts or the hunts of the, the yeah. 1980s and figuring out how we, uh, we get to where we are today. And it's the history that brings us, uh, you know, closer with these stories and trying to understand what we did right and wrong. And, and it's you know the different species too, right? I mean, we started with our with the duck hunting and the grouse and the rabbits, but um, uh, turkey hunting season's coming right up, and we got to yeah. start talking a little bit more about about that. And, and uh, I think we're gonna be uh, maybe get my brother on for for another story here, yeah, uh, coming up soon too. But I'm enjoying these stories, the pictures, and even though we haven't heard anything about Todd yet, I th- maybe it's because we haven't heard anything about Todd yet. I, I'm really <laughs> enjoying these, <laughs> these stories. Well played, Bill. So, well. Played, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I noticed there's no conversations about summertime. You know, I mean, in summertime back then, did you guys uh, do do a, a bunch of fishing too?
2: Oh, <laughs> I jumped all those.
1: No, I, uh, just just as a curiosity. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah.
2: Oh, we fished. Yeah, like I pickerel fished and trout fished, and oh yeah. Um, when I was looking for for pictures and and uh, we talked about steel, I. They, and mixed in all these hunts that I've sent you. I was a fisherman before I was a hunter. Yeah, mixed yeah. in all these pictures. There's all kinds of fishing pictures where, yeah, I, I've got a really nice picture of when I took my nephew and he was he was young. How old is Rick over you, Todd? How many years? Oh, gosh, six or seven? Yeah. So he was probably about 11 or 12. So Todd would have been just born or, or five or six years old. And um, Wayne Travis and I took, rick down the thames pickerel fishing and i've got a really nice picture where we've got seven beautiful walleyes pickerel uh on his first pickerel fishing expedition but i jumped over all of them we didn't i'm not talking about the they fishing.
1: got uh, a lot of facebook posts that i'm seeing from our, our friend nick Obermach oh doing, yeah and he is absolutely slaying fish out there uh, and he's got some
0: he's got some openings
1: yeah, well, that's what we're kind of looking uh, looking at in the summertime. I'd like to call him up if time's going to allow, but uh, time's getting tight already. But I tell you what, <laughs> all I can tell you is the fish <laughs> that he's posting there make you want to jump in the boat and and, and uh, uh, book a charter with we, him. Yeah, he's we'll give a shout well. out
0: pond predator fishing at uh, Lake St Clair and Detroit River. But yeah, he said this time of year the big spawners are up in the in the Detroit River, right? So yeah, this is the time of year you catch the monsters. Check him out because there's definitely a bunch of those uh, fish
1: in his pictures uh, on Facebook. And if so. you
0: want to try handlining, he's the yeah, man. He's the
1: man. So, well, that's good. Uh, anxious to get this one out and
0: appreciate the conversation, gentlemen. <laughs> yeah,
2: thank yep. you, Bill. Yep, take care, Bill. It's been a pleasure talking to you again, and keep working on that. No, quit working, working on, on the that beetle.
0: Car. Actual yeah. good weather comes. Quit jinxing us. Flip me, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> man. The people that actually want to go fast want to get outside. <laughs> have a good week bill take care, take care. Bye. and
1: that'll do it for this week folks for the redneck country podcast i'm bill the almost
0: guy tom and i'm todd and thanks for listening and folks if you want to be part of the podcast or you want to give us some feedback or really contact us about anything feel free to email us at podcast at the redneck again that's podcast at the redneck thanks for listening talk to you again next week